0: Fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him to the
1: 30. He's gone. He's gone. What a move.
0: It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. He
1: goes to the near side, and it's picked off. Intercepted.
0: From the fantasy heroes.
1: Down the middle. It's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy, fantasy. fix. Today, we're pleased to be joined by Nick Menzio from rotoworld.com. Nick, let's marry fantasy with reality. In the real world, there's been trade speculation about Carlos Hyde. Take you back to Sunday, the latest narrow loss for the Niners on the road in our nation's capital. Mixed bag Hyde, a pair of rushing touchdowns with only 28 rushing yards. What's the fantasy outlook moving forward?
0: Yeah, the yards definitely weren't there, but I'm looking at these snap counts and, and Hyde played 56 snaps to rookie Matt Breida, 17. So that's quite a big margin there. Uh, I know Hyde didn't get it going on the ground very much, but he, he had 47 yards to the air on five catches, 75 total yards, two touchdowns. It's a great fantasy day. We'll take that all day from running back spots when that's definitely the shotless position on the fantasy roster. So I, I like Hyde going forward still. I think he's still going to be the guy in this backfield, especially if they're trying to showcase him for a trade ahead of this uh, trade deadline coming up here in, about a week and a half, two weeks. So I like rolling the tide still. Nick, there's a lot of injuries that took place this past weekend. Obviously, the headline of those injuries was Aaron Rodgers. How's the value of Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams and others affected? Yeah, I mean, you just can't replace Aaron Rodgers right now. I mean, Brett Hundley, Brett Hundley his replacement, was, was really good in college at UCLA. Had a ton of rushing touchdowns. I know that. Has a good arm. He did not look good last week coming in, in Minnesota in relief, but that's just a tough situation for anyone to come into. Cold coming off the bench on a, in a road environment, divisional game against a tough defense. So I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, but I just still you just have to knock Nelson and Adams down a few pegs. Maybe Nelson as a high end wide receiver two, Adams a high end wide receiver three, and then we'll see we'll see what they do against the Saints at home this weekend, which looks like a good spot
1: it's the fantasy fix with one of the best in the business nick dot com. nick we know that indy has a shaky defense so could be astute to play a jacksonville running back but with leonard fournette hobbled with the ankle injury what's the approach there maybe are you thinking about chris ivory
0: yeah i mean definitely if fournette sits which he's battled ankle problems dating dating all the way back to his college days at LSU. so uh I mean, it's up in the air right now. We're still super early in the week. Uh, he definitely doesn't have to practice on Wednesdays, which he didn't today. He could easily suit up on Thursday or Friday and practice and run some drills. But if if Fournette sits, I definitely like running Ivory out there. And I mean, this is a run-first offense. Ivory has looked really good in in limited action so far. Behind Fournette, he's a he runs like hellaciously. Just runs into guys. He has he's like Fournette. He just doesn't care about contact, which has been Ivory's problem through his career because he can't stay healthy because he plays that way. But To get the spot start, I definitely love him in this spot in Indy. If Golden Tate is out for a few weeks, who gets the biggest boost? Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, I hope Kenny Galladay comes back. He's missed a few games here with a hamstring injury. Uh, Eric Ebron has done nothing in the middle of the field at all. He's just fallen behind Darren Fells in that tight end pecking order in Detroit. Uh, Marvin Jones saw 14 targets last week, but that was a big shootout in, in New Orleans. So. I'm not looking too heavy into that, but I think Theo Riddick could be a guy that steps up in the short-passing game. We know Golden Tate runs a ton of routes out of the slot, catches a lot of balls near the line of scrimmage, so Riddick could definitely fill that role, I believe.
1: Nick, we know that Austin Safarian Jenkins has had issues off the field. Controversial moment on the field. I think the officials got it wrong. Should have been a touchdown Sunday when the Jets lost to the Patriots. Beyond all of that, do you think he's worth picking up for the weeks to come?
0: Oh, 100%. I love him in this spot again this week against the Dolphins. Since he returned from that two-game suspension the past four weeks, he's fifth among t- all tight ends in targets per game at 7.25. That's great volume at that position. Uh, like you said, scored a touchdown last week and had another one taken off the board questionably. He, just, he has a great schedule coming up, and he's obviously the focal point of that passing offense, especially with Robbie Anderson having an ankle injury, not practicing on Wednesday. Uh, Jermaine Kearse is kind of an iffy up and down since he got traded over there from seattle so Safarian jenkins is just like the the most consistent guy in this passing offense so i like him a lot is joe mixon finally joining leonard Fournette and christian mccaffrey in touches or is he still not seeing uh what you need to play him Uh, he's seen at least 15 carries in each of his past three games with the new offensive coordinator but like you said just there's just not much going on. He's averaging 2.8 yards per carry. I I'd blame more of that offensive line trying to replace guys that they lost, like Andrew Whitworth, in the offseason. season. They're just not really gelling right now. But I, the volume is there for Mixon, and, he, and he's a mega talent. We saw it at Oklahoma. He, he reminded us of Le'Veon Bell coming out of college. So I'm definitely going to keep riding with him. And coming off this buy, and we'll see what they see what they have in order. I, I like Mixon still as an RB two, just like just because of the volume, like I mentioned.
1: If you have fantasy questions, Nick Mencio has all the answers, rotoworld.com. Nick, go back about a month ago now. Sammy Watkins had a tremendous game on the road at the Niners on a Thursday night, entered the concussion protocol, got healthy enough to be medically cleared. Since then, he's been a non-factor. Do you think he's going to raise his play, or perhaps the Rams have too many weapons?
0: Man, they keep talking about it. They keep saying, oh, we need to get Sammy Moore involved, but it's just not happening. He's like had one catch each of the past couple games, just not getting targets. Robert Woods is the leading target man on the Rams right now. And going over to London this week, he's just Watkins gets another just bad matchup if Patrick Peterson plays through that quad injury. Peterson is just one of the most locked-down corners in the league, and Watkins has been running into, into a few of those lately. Like, he played Richard Sherman a couple weeks ago. Uh, just played the Jaguars, like you said, Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye on the outside there. Just his individual matchups have just been so tough. and I'm, I'm, It's impossible to play him in lineups this week. Where does Zach Ertz rank among tight ends right now? I love Ertz. Coming into the year, I had him ranked right behind Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey as my number three tight end. People thought I was crazy putting him, up, putting him above Kyle Rudolph, Uh but I like both those guys. Uh, Ertz is a target monster right now. He's leading the league in tar- targets among tight ends. The Eagles throw the ball a ton, so they can support a few guys there. Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, all those guys are starting to play, play better. Zach Ertz is getting all the targets. He's scoring touchdowns, which he didn't do his first few years in the league. So he's raised this game a lot. I, I like him as the tight end three right behind Gronk and Kelsey.
1: Finally, Nick, a hypothetical, but you can handle it. It's Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, Steelers at home. Let's say my friend Cordell Stewart was playing. Vintage Cordell Stewart. Hey, hey, hey. What would the fantasy forecast be for a man who can get it done with his legs and his arm?
0: Ooh, straight cash. Oh, man, I'd love to be having Cordell in fantasy these days. (laughs) Fantasy's gotten huge since he since he played in the league, but not to make you sound old, Cordell. But no, it's
1: all good. I am.
0: I mean, <laughs> I'd be I'd be loving to have that in in fantasy these days. I mean, rushing quarterbacks that can also throw, and you used to catch the ball a little bit too. So, yep. I mean, I'd love having you on my fantasy team. That's all yeah, we,
1: that's we need too. to hear, Nick. We'll talk to you next week. That's the <laughs> trend. This show, we wrap up every conversation <laughs> by the guest telling Cordell how great he was. Thanks, Nick. Thank you, Nick. <laughs>